3: There's not going to be anything to talk about, they say. Why? There's no college football in July. That wasn't supposed to rhyme. Uh, Dave Hooker with Amanda LaFrada and Ethan Stone. Be sure and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or on offthehooksports.com and like. That way it shows up in your chain more. We have conference realignment that wow, wow, wow uh, dropped big time yesterday right after we went off of the air right after we taped our podcast, I should say, so uh, we've got a lot to get to on the program, and conference realignment is going to be the main target. A couple of notes, uh, over the weekend, we will be off on July the 4th, still have content up, but won't be doing our show, uh, Francis Mauigawa is going to announce his decision on the 4th, and that's going to be a very interesting one to watch, and I think that Tennessee has a great shot and probably the highest. Well, not probably the highest rated prospect on Tennessee's board. They, they have a great shot at. Now, the other one to look at before we get to conference realignment is uh, a gentleman's going to make his decision at seven o'clock this evening. It is uh, Tyree Weathersby. So, Weathersby in good shape, I think, with Rodney Garner, Tennessee thought to be the leader, announcing at seven o'clock today. I believe they'll get the six foot four, 250 pound, 251 pound. I want a sliding prospect. Um, and I think that they will pick him up. So that would be one, two, three in a week. You see momentum is key in recruiting. I think that could uh, help Maligawa. So I think Wait, hey, that-
4: wait, he's 251 pounds, and he's a wide receiver?
3: No. Did I say – I said defensive lineman. Did I say defensive lineman?
4: I thought Did you I said wide receiver. Either?
3: Let's go to the official.
2: Ethan? I don't remember. I, he is a uh, defensive yeah. lineman. I don't remember yes. what you said, though. I <laughs> you, mean, were, you, you were, were cooking. Mean, I was lost. In it. Yeah. <laughs> if,
3: I, if I misspoke, if I misspoke, then he yes, he is definitely it's a defensive definitely lineman. lineman. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was
4: like, that's a gigantic wide receiver. That
2: is yeah, a, that's a like mammoth, mammoth wide receiver. <laughs> Who <wide receiver.
3: laughs> no, is the guy that played for the Chargers for so long? The really big guy. He was on steroids. He got busted like twice. Or maybe a Calvin. <laughs> I'd say Calvin Johnson was 235. Megatron. Yeah, he's he's there. Okay, he's also Weathers, Weathersby's Weathersby's not that. He <laughs> is um he is considering Kentucky, Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Tennessee, and he is a defensive line. Okay, so conference realignment, guys. Um, wow, it it struck yesterday big time, and we've got plenty of Tennessee news notes on the program today. We will have our poll question. We will have our This Day in Sports History and also an appearance from Josh Ward and John Adams of the Sports Animal and New Sentinel, respectively. So uh, we've got a lot going on. Conference realignment. Let's talk about that. Amanda, how are you?
4: I'm doing well. I'm a little shocked after all this conference realignment stuff, but I'm good. How are you? It's a little
2: weird. It's a little weird. Ethan, how are you, sir? So weird. Yeah, I share that sentiment. It's very strange knowing that UCLA and Rutgers is going to be a conference game at some point. I that that strikes me the wrong way. I don't like. Yeah.
3: it. Yeah, and, and okay, guys. So the way it strikes me, and you, Ethan, Amanda, you'll find this. I always look for what I believe is how it affects the ultimate foundation of the program, which is recruiting. If I'm UCLA and USC, uh, if I'm a UCLA or USC prospect, I'm not real jazzed about this. I'm not real jazzed about hopping on a plane and flying four hours, what, four or five times a year. I don't think this helps their recruiting at all. And I'm just opening this this up for discussion. I'm just throwing everything out there. I wonder if Lincoln Riley, before he left Oklahoma, knew about this, if he's second-guessing his decision um, I think that much like Missouri to the SEC, what you're seeing is that conferences think about TV markets more than they do about regional competition and what makes sense um, there that's what I got Ethan start. How did the whole thing
2: strike you yeah the the first thing I thought it's kind of similar to your point that I mean. You think about these football players and it's going to mess with recruiting in in a certain way, but I also think UCLA and USC have their own brand that can kind of attract recruits regardless. I mean, they're in Southern California, Los Angeles, you know, that's, that's an attractive place to these people. So I don't think that part necessarily will be too much for football and basketball players. Think about the, the volleyball player for UCLA, That suddenly has to get on a plane and go to Penn State or Rutgers, a four or five hour plane ride for a volleyball game. And then they got to go all the way back. I mean, I was.
3: Yeah. And I was short sighted. I was just thinking about football. So uh,
2: football, it's it's obviously going to affect football and football is king and basketball is, is slightly less king, but queen, we'll say. Uh, they're the two top ones, but like volleyball and those other little small schools, this is going to be so weird for them. So weird for them.
4: I'm uh, thinking about basketball because you turn and burn during the season. It's oh not yeah. Play one game on a Saturday. You're going. You know, you play three different times during the week. Like that yeah. is jet lag. That's gonna be terrible. Just
2: Wednesday Saturday <laughs> games. That's gonna be rough. That's definitely gonna Ooh. be rough. And I feel Ooh. like it. What the move was is what everything in the world was, how it revolves. It's money and money. TV markets probably helped with that. Broadcast deals will help with this. And it's it's money. They realized they could get more money going to the Big Ten and they did it. And I would be surprised. I would be shocked if no one else followed. I
3: think also, Amanda, off Ethan's point, that this was the last life raft that a Pac-12 team was going to get to be a part of the Super Conference. I think the Big Ten and SEC will ultimately decide that Super Conference whenever it is. And had they not jumped on board now, I think the Big Ten would have gone a different direction and ultimately the Super Conference would have been made up of different teams. Um, One other thing on Ethan's point, I do think California kids leave in a heartbeat traveling is nothing to them so could it bring them more recruits i guess but if you're asking me i'd rather play oregon and cal and the teams in the west if i'm a west coast guy than flying out and playing in rutgers <laughs> i i don't I mean,
2: necessarily think it'll bring more recruits i don't think anything's really going to change just because i mean it's it's still living in Los Angeles I don't want to re reiterate what I said a little while ago I don't necessarily think it's going to lose or gain recruits and so from the Big Ten's perspective slash UCLA and USC's perspective I, I find that a little weird if they're saying that's why they did it I don't know that they'll say that no but I do think it will cost
3: them some recruits now they might gain recruits because they're now in a More successful conference with more exposure, so it. Yeah, I do think that they'll both have an effect ultimately. At the end of the day, I don't know how to fix their signing class, and they're probably not going to really tell us the true motivation of why they didn't pick a school. But I do think it definitely throws a wrench, Amanda, into things from Lincoln Riley's perspective. I mean, I think that's a different recruiting pitch now than it was.
4: So I have a few comments. First, what what's going to happen with the TV scheduling? Like you have a California team who's going to play on the East Coast? Are you gonna? I mean, they're gonna have to completely do away with the you know noon games for whoever plays UCLA and USC. but I mean, that's gonna have to go away because it's it can't air in California at nine a.m. Like you just can't do it. They they can't do that. Well, now they so, they had
3: talked. The Pac-12 had talked about that though, of playing. A noon Eastern game at 9 a.m.
4: I know, but it's stupid.
3: I agree it's stupid. Your body clock's not designed to work like that. I agree it's stupid. stupid. But, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, the noon game Eastern time is going to be 9 a.m. and your body clock. You're going to see a Rutgers upset a USC or a UCLA. (laughs)
4: Yeah.
3: I like
2: that take. I like that take. I think you're right.
4: It's going to be horrible. But not only that. I don't see there being two super conferences because you can't have two super conferences. How are you going to schedule those games? How are you going to even. Well,
3: maybe I got a, maybe I got a little ahead of myself. So I think the big 10 and sec have the gravitas. They will create the super conference together. I think the big 10 and USC and UCLA all said to themselves, the sec is going to leave us behind if we don't have some power. And now they have power in the LA market. Now they have power in some big television markets. So if the SEC is spearheading this super conference, they're going to include the Big Ten now. Probably were anyway. But they're going to.
4: Texas and Oklahoma. You should have just stayed where you were. Now you're coming to the SEC just to get completely smacked around every year. And here we all are, freaking out and having usc play rutgers on a saturday morning at 9
3: a.m i'm sure there's a Appreciate lot of it. i'm sure there's a lot of thought put in into these decisions but when we start talking missouri to the sec and we talk usc and ucla to the big 10 it feels like somebody just woke up in the middle of the night and said what about this I mean, I'm sure there's thought into it. These guys get paid millions of dollars, but it doesn't feel like any no. thought has been. There's put in no
4: there. thought into this. There's no thought into any of it. The transport portal, just do what you want. Nil, do what you want. Here, <laughs> let's just let's just give all the teams. You, you know what? Play wherever you want to play. Let's just do it all. Here you go. You want to play the 9 a.m. game on you know, in Pacific time, and you're freaking UCLA. Here you go. Let's do it. This is, this makes no, none of this. Somebody needs to override the NCAA, just kick them out and let's start over. I don't know. Just
3: well, put, and mm-mm. I don't think there is any debate for the worst commissioner in the history of sports it would be President Mark Emmert, who is ste- stepping down. I, I To me, uh, it was Ryan McGee of ESPN who tweeted out that picture of the captain driving the Titanic into the water. And and he attached it to Mark Emmert's announcement that he was going to step down. I couldn't, I was like, I can't gift that any better. I cannot produce a better JPEG or whatever that is of that moment because he did. He just drove the NCAA through his inaction with NIL and transfers. He drove it straight into the bottom of the ocean.
4: And then he got off the boat. That's the problem. <laughs> he didn't even think with the ship. He just
5: got he, off the boat. He left the band just to keep on rolling.
4: He pushed the women and children out of the way and got on on like the boat, the little dinghy, to get the out of there.
3: Give me some give me some Beethoven. I'm gonna get on this life raft and save my rear. Wow. <laughs> just stunning city heat and air is stunning they provided yeah. these tennesseans with honest dependable heating and cooling services for over 50 years and it's about integrity at city heating and air there's other people who say "Well, will be there for 29.99 no city heating and air is going to take care of you that's why they will go back so i, I don't know i mean what what's next I, I, saying what's next is kind of stupid because it was last year that was announced about Texas A&M. I'm sorry, about Texas and Oklahoma. And that was a stunner in the mi- middle of SEC media days. No, Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw this one coming. So I'm going to ask the impossible question. What's the next realignment?
2: I don't think any of us know. At Pac-12, ACC? There's not really any way to know. I, I, I think she's spot on. I think it's going to be Miami's going to join the Pac-12. So some along those lines. I'm not ruling it out. No, the Pac twelve is gonna die very soon, in my opinion. Yes. That that is not the one I would pick. I mean I know Amanda doesn't like it. I feel like I feel like we are heading on a collision course for two mega conferences. I I really do. I think we're gonna two have two, Yeah, I think we're yeah. gonna have two mega conferences. But I mean,
4: how do you do that? How do you navigate those I don't
2: I don't know how you do it either, but I also don't know how UCLA and USC are currently in the Big Ten. So they, no. they don't care even a little bit. They just – they want money, and no. that would get people money. I don't know well, how wait. how they would do it. I have no idea. Having 20 teams in one conference – you can't play 20 games a season, 19 exactly. games a season, obviously. Exactly. But they're going to do it anyway. I guarantee it. I guarantee how that's many, where we go. Okay, how many teams are
3: in the Big Ten now? 16. 16. And, county USC okay yeah. and the SEC has will have 16 yes I, I, th- I think you're gold what' am, what am I missing uh, I put them together no, 30, they're but, 32 they're one mega conference done I'm done but, I, I'm like I'm sorry uh, Miami I'm sorry Clemson that you didn't jump on board. I'm sorry Florida State when you had the chance you didn't let's mega conference this thing start this year rip up the contracts pay the financial penalties. Move on, super conference 32. That's you have am.
4: gone outside yeah. your mind.
3: I don't, you I don't, I don't think this. <laughs> I'm not I saying don't. it's going to happen, but that's what I would do tomorrow.
4: I'm and then predicting I... Oregon and Washington to the ACC hands down. That's insane. It's though. happening.
2: Okay, I mean, uh, the ACC is the one that's kind of the wild card here. I feel like people aren't really talking about them too much because they haven't lost anybody to that yet. And I feel like they need to get with it or there are going to be two they have the chance to make it three but i i, I think very Excuse soon the sec and big ten 14. are going to kind of beat them up a little bit like i've always thought virginia tech for example i've always thought virginia tech is a better sec looking school than totally Missouri. west virginia uh, I mean,
3: actually west virginia is is very very sec like i covered yeah. a couple of games up there very similar yeah.
2: Absolutely I, both of them. I I'd take here, them over over Vandy and Missouri all day.
3: Yeah, I would put the Here's what I would do. I would put the super conference together. I would, this is me. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but just hear me out, okay, on this idea. I'm going to put the super conference together like as soon as I can. Like if I could enact it tomorrow and it's called Uh, the uh, CFL, the college football league, I think CFL is already taken, but you know what I mean? So you put together one super conference with the 32 teams you have. Okay. And then you put on notice quietly. I'm not saying you send out a press release, but you go to Vanderbilt and those type of schools that are out there Northwestern, although I respect their program a lot. I think Pat Fitzgerald has done a great job there. I go to them and I say, Hey, fellas, the academics, The academics alone aren't going to keep you in this conference. So you've got about four years, probably more like two, but about two or four years to to up your game because we're going to take about six more teams. I'm Mr. Mega Conference, okay? And right now I can tell you that Oregon wants a spot, Clemson wants a spot, Florida State wants a spot, Miami wants a spot, Washington wants a spot. I can list off 20 people that want a spot. And if you don't up your game, you're going to lose your spot. So you're 32. You could go to 38, drop four of the Vanderbilts and Northwesterns of the world. You decide who that is. Drop four, and then you're at 38, and I'm very comfortable with that. That's just me.
4: No, that's terrible. That's I love a it. Terrible idea. It's the best what idea. do you do with Stanford? Where's Stanford gonna go? they're great Stan- academically and football. well i guess they're
3: they g- i guess they can keep paying a coach nine million dollars that i believe won four games last year or three i mean <laughs> who cares i mean i i respect them i should have gone to northwestern for goodness sake we probably all should have uh given our interest and our talents but i respect the heck out of them. okay but the bottom line is this is hard we're talking if you see it kind of in in my brain which is a warped place to be i yes, see this. this as a totally different level i mean ethan if you see it like that it's totally different then the stanfords of the worlds and the vanderbilts of the world really don't matter that much anymore
2: yeah i hate to i
4: hate to be hardcore
2: yeah what do you do fair? about the
4: cincinnatis i mean i'm not the saying you do it
2: by any means but i see your point i i I think it is an abysmal idea to be totally honest. <laughs> right. I, 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 I see, I see your point. <laughs> I love it. Um, my idea brought to
3: you by Viles Automotive Group, car no, shopping dear, made Jesus. easy. Uh, Viles Automotive, uh, you can uh, absolutely be taken care of. They have a great selection right there at Viles Automotive. They've got auto financing as well. And they keep you going with car service and repair work. Uh So, guys, there is uh, a little bit of more news. I know that we could stay on this forever, and I want to revisit it a couple of different times. Uh, But uh, I do find it very interesting that Brittany Griner appeared in a Moscow area court for trial on Friday. And I know a lot of Lady Ball fans probably listen to this don't like Brittany Griner because she was really good. But the bottom line is this is uh, just bizarre. And I did a little research into this. This could drag on for a couple of years. I mean, don't be surprised if she is stuck in Russia for a couple of years and uh, all for having kind of cannabis. Um, you know, this this is a they look at this and it's not as drug trafficking and they can hold her basically as long as they want to. I don't care if you like Britney Grinder or not, and I don't get political and you guys will never know where I stand politically left or right. But I don't care who the president president is, if he's a Democrat, if he's Republican, you need to get up and moving and do something because uh, I, she might not be the most popular person in the world. It's not the same thing as, let's say, uh, Simone Biles, who's slightly more popular, getting trapped over there for some reason. But it is a person that Russia is holding over you. Somebody needs to do something.
2: That's my that's as close as I'll get to politics. <laughs> Am I wrong uh, on that one? My, my take would be the same as yours. The next president is going to be dealing with this if if Joe Biden does not soon, which my bet is that he won't soon. I also won't delve in, into politics too much, but I think this is going to be going on for a, a pretty decent while. Yeah, he I fell off Joe... a
4: bike. I'm sorry. He fell off a bike. That and I'm not... It was hilarious, no that matter what you stand politically, but also... I, mean, I fell off
3: a, like, a bike in San Diego in March.
4: Well, good for you. But this <laughs> points <laughs> I, I mean heard. it points to to everything that's that's happening that's right now everywhere. It's all about money. So, you know.
3: I think where it's uh, about money and saving money, that's the mattress place 30 to Fair 70% Lord. off every day. <laughs> The was place, 22 years on Chapman Highway, Marine Corps veteran-owned, uh, A-plus accredited member of the Better Business Bureau, over 225 five-star reviews on Google. Huge selection, quality, no gimmicks, just 30 to 70% off each and every day. So poll question, I have no idea where Ethan's going to go here because there is quite a bit to talk about. So uh, let's let's go ahead and kick around a poll question. Does it have anything to do with conference realignment?
2: Yeah, it does. I feel like this is the <laughs> obvious. I feel like this is the obvious question here. Is just do you, uh, the off the hook sports viewer slash listener, um, do you like conference realignment? That, it's as simple as that. I think that'll get a lot of people talking. Uh, I like that. Um, Maybe tweak it a little bit. It's rich, really general, but <laughs> he's tweak it. He's <laughs> it's going tweak it. It's really how would general. You... So,
3: um, uh, how I
2: was. About... I, I w- how about this? How about this? Do you think conference realignment is should I say good for the game or good for entertainment? How
3: about is. Is a super conference inevitable?
4: I don't. I don't easy mean, like I feel like it's I feel like we easy. should say,
2: are the two mega conferences inevitable? That's I. How yes. about, I
4: feel like. How
3: I about we say good. how? How about this? How about we come on the two? Um, are is a super conference inevitable? One, yes, it's going to happen. Two, no, there will be two super conferences. I
4: have one.
3: Wait, wait which, let's focus with, I want to get Ethan's thoughts on that one. I'm
2: Where not a huge starting. fan, I'll be hundred percent honest. I don't oh, think I don't think the mega conference is founded in anything except for your ideas. I'm gonna be hundred percent honest.
3: Oh no, it's going to happen. No a I, mega I mean, conference? Yes, within within five years it will happen. How do we be get a, back on this? There will be uh, a separate. I want to hear Amanda's. Division. I want to hear Amanda's. Thank yeah, you. There, there will be a separate division. Go ahead.
4: I would like to say which conference do you think won't survive this realignment? And you can put the Big 12, the Pac like 12, that. the ACC, like you know, like the that. MAC or something. I don't know. Yeah,
2: well, well, I, I think just those the, three. Yeah, the, the, the Power three pa- Five. Three. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna do that. That's that's a better one.
4: Thank you. Whole
3: question today will be on the Twitter. And it's brought to you by Big Orange Phillies. They've got the quick bites. They know it's tough to get out of the office for a long lunch. That's why they're good at getting you quality food fast. Grab something cold from the fridge or order hot from the counter. Fresh ingredients, casual, shouldn't mean stale food options, so they're fresh. Stay a while. Darts, billiards, live entertainment, and karaoke. That is Big Orange Phillies right there on Maynardville Pike. It's in the middle of halls, so easy to get to from North Knoxville or easy to get to from mainerville So know that you've got a good family friendly place. That's a whole lot of fun. Uh, remind you, please subscribe, please like. So we show up in your YouTube channel more often. I want to thank all the subscribers that have uh, jumped on this week. It's been pretty neat. Uh, if you subscribe also, you'll get sneak peeks and you will get notifications when I post things on YouTube earlier in the week that we distribute throughout the week so you got josh ward up there you have uh josh ward of WNML, you got john adams who we'll hear from the Knoxville on this show you also have um you have Jacob warren you have cooper mays who's actually on a mission trip so uh good for him Aww. but uh yeah it's pretty pretty cool I love, so,
4: I love mission trips
3: i would like to yeah i would like to go on one I, I feel like um you know as an American person that uh, should give back. We're pretty privileged to be in this country. And uh, happy Independence Day. Um, Our web designer, by the way, works in Canada. So I said, have a good fourth. And he didn't know what the bleep I was talking about. All right, stay tuned.
4: (laughs) You know he did. He knew.
3: Well, he had a rough eye. But their Thanksgiving is like three weeks later. So when we were working on a site last year, it's really weird. Like, or three weeks earlier, something. I can't even actually remember but it's it's way different it's like g- google back after this what is the canadian thanksgiving it's and too early for this also some more uh, conference realignment talking tennessee recruiting as well back in just about two minutes our poll question again what conference doesn't make it through conference realignment you're down to the acc big 12 pack 10 i guess we'll Pack 12, I
4: thought.
3: Well, I mean, they are, but they've got two teams leaving. So back in two minutes.
7: Welcome back with uh, Ethan
3: Stone. I'm Dave Hooker. Amanda and Ava apparently joins us, which is a great transition. Um, that little dog. How far could you think you could throw
2: that dog, Ethan? Uh, you're
4: muted.
2: Uh, you're muted. How far do you think you could throw? it? Sorry, I, I have to. I have you to don't. keep muting my thing because these cats that I'm watching are devil spawn. Not devil spawns. They're very loud, <laughs> so I have to. I have to keep my mic muted when I'm not talking. That is a good question, though. I would not want to do that, Amanda. But I think. Thank you. How much Far is it enough
4: for me to murder you is what it is. Uh,
2: How I much don't... does it weigh? Yeah.
4: It's not an it. She. she is a she. She weighs ten pounds, and if anyone touches her, I will murder you. I will go to jail. I'm not scared.
3: Hypothetically, okay. hypothetically, we'll say a, fo- a football is fourteen to sixteen ounces. So that's <laughs> that up. It's a little harder so to
2: throw a dog because it's like squirming around and stuff. I'd say like, <laughs> well, you got to get a you got to get a really good grip. Twenty yards? I don't know. It's hard because the grip is going to be weird. It's hard to visualize like how far it would be too. I'd say like twenty yards is a good starting point. Do you think I'm crazy for that? <laughs> <laughs> i think if you, you better could run. Chuck, i think if you, you could chuck run. something 10
3: pounds 20 yards that you need to be in the olympics i mean it isn't
2: that i mean a, i could throw a football that you said is heavier than that about 35 no, almost,
3: she's oh, no the dog's 10 pounds God. i was about to say what are you talking about <laughs> Back bef- uh, Before all my shoulder issues, for whatever <laughs> reason,
2: I thought you just said that a football but you gaslit me into thinking a football was fifteen pounds. I totally just went no. with you. <laughs> Fourteen to sixteen. I've thrown a football eight, before. <laughs> about
3: a pound.
1: I I have a bad okay,
3: shoulder, well, and I still could get. I could. I feel
2: like I could get twenty feet.
4: Well, I, I don't think is- I can throw it
2: farther than that. Not twenty. I'm going to go back on my twenty. I think that's insane, it's- but I do think. Ten to fifteen, I genuinely think is possible. I well, what's the
3: furthest you've
2: ever What's the furthest you've ever thrown a football? Forty yards. Okay, I, it's not. If you good, try, good. I will small,
4: run you still. over with my car.
2: I mean, I'm not gonna. But.
3: Well, I will back Tom, up and I will. Well. Play it. Ava needs to calm down because we're not going to throw the dog, but if she's nervous, this would be a great time for some craft treats. Uh, craft <laughs> treats has a CBD treat. So it contains minor cannabinoids yeah, to increase the benefits of CBD. Stop talking to your dog. It's great for situational anxiety, like being on the air. So also car ride anxiety, all of that good stuff. Go to dot They do a fantastic job. dot com. And uh, guys, we, we talk realignment. Um, I'm, I'm curious when when we move forward in realignment, I always think of recruiting, how it might affect it. And I looked at Southern Cal and UCLA, and I think it is a, a hurdle. And then at the same time, as Ethan pointed out, it might actually be a, a bonus to be a part of a better – I don't know. It, it could go either way. Um, but does it help the Big Ten over the SEC recruit L.A. kids? because the Big Ten schools will then go to LA. It's like the old Pat Summit rule. We'll travel to your place so that your hometown peeps can see you play. And this is kind of the same thing. So if I'm Ohio State and I go recruit a kid in LA, I say, we're going to play UCLA and USC. So we're going to your whole family i'm not just talking about mom and dad that we can pay for but your aunts and uncles and distant cousins can come see you play at the rose bowl that to me is a pretty strong recruiting benefit that the big 10 would have over the sec
4: it's still cold everywhere oh. in the big 10 is freezing so if you're <laughs> ucla usc if you're a california kid no I think it's going to take more than you're going to have to pile on that NIL money to get me out of
2: that's science. a really solid point that I had not thought of I mean Michigan for heaven's sake it doesn't get above 50 the entire year
0: it's <laughs> so, awful.
2: especially football season at the very least I don't know the climate of Michigan but uh, that's a very good point I mean these Southern Cal kids they they don't know much colder than about 50 degrees, really. And they're going to be living in it a pretty decent chunk of the year.
3: You got to, you got to host the kids in June. You really yes. do. And, and, and Tennessee did some of this back in the day, they'd host kids in September from Florida and partly to see them play Florida, but also um, to have them in warm weather. And then the kids in, Spring practice or bowl practice. It's twenty degrees, and the Florida kids are about to die. So, I mean, there's some ways to work around that. Amanda, just have them in town. But you're right; the weather is a factor.
4: There's there's something completely different from Knoxville, Tennessee, to Ann Arbor, Michigan. I went to Ohio from, State.
3: Well, not no. if you're from
4: Miami. No, there's something way different. I went to the Ohio State, Michigan game like a couple of years and i could not feel my feet i could not feel you have to start tailgating at 6 a.m no one wants to do that that's 3 a.m their time Mm. no one wants to do that and it is freezing i mean the temperatures up there get there's nothing it's nothing like here like you go outside and you almost freeze it's terrible no this is completely different
3: well, I do think it was startling for some Miami kids that were suddenly at Tennessee. And yeah, I, uh, Demetrius Morley in that group, um, which you may remember when Tennessee was able to pull out uh, three highly rated prospects, uh, Gerald Williams is one. And there was another, one. I know that they were cold <laughs> in Knoxville. I, I know that their visits were scheduled in
2: September for a reason. And uh, yeah, I mean, it may not be Ann Arbor, but that's true. I mean, the difference between Miami and Knoxville, and then Knoxville and and Ann Arbor, there's there's differences there. Uh, probably not this, not the definitely not the same going from Miami to Ann Arbor, but there's there's legitimate differences there. You're right. Wow. So yeah. uh, let's we'll, we'll see. Uh, California
4: I mean, to to Ann Arbor
2: is, that's, ooh, that's a stretch. That's as big of a shift as I can really think of. I mean, yeah, that's a stretch.
5: <laughs>
3: Yeah, I want to remind everybody that a great, great place if if you're ever in the Chattanooga area to stop by is uh, Pedigo Electric Bikes. They're right on the river. Uh, Great for rentals. If you are away for a weekend, you can rent a bike, be all around town. And they're a whole lot of fun. Uh, I had an opportunity to rent one in San Diego as well and just had an absolute blast. It was one of those moments that I'll never forget with my son. And even if I could, Facebook will remind me because I put the pictures all over Facebook. So you need to go to uh, Pedigo if you're in Chattanooga and you can go around the whole city. Don't worry about gas. Don't worry about parking. It's awesome. So uh, that is what you need to do whenever you're in Chattanooga. And I know they have a dealership open up, up in Knoxville as well. But I really uh, think uh, think a lot of Adam and what he does at Pedigo Chattanooga. Uh, so, guys, I did want to get to one other topic. And I had an opportunity to visit uh, with uh, John Adams about uh, possibly Nick Saban retiring. And this from Paul Feinbaum, basically the same thing. I'm sorry, I meant Chris Landry. Basically the same thing that Chris Landry is going to tell you is is that Mario Cristobal, if it were in the next two or three years, would be the guy that they were would tab Uh, Billy Napier and Dave Aranda are in there, according to Feinbaum. But we really heard strong from Chris Landry about Mario Cristobal. So um, now Feinbaum did go on to say if something happened right now, Bill O'Brien would be the most serious candidate. And there is to some extent all these rumors about Nick Saban retiring towards this time of year, right about the middle of the summer, headed into football season. But it does seem to have a little bit more legs than previously. So let's just say that happened. Amanda follows Alabama football. Any of those names excite you? With the backdrop that none of them are going to be Nick Saban. Okay, we just well, have obviously,
4: to no one thinks that anybody's going to be able to replace Coach Saban and and have the same amount of success no none of those names excite me I don't even like Bill O'Brien how he is like what he's doing at Alabama I don't even like him right now i not gonna lie don't like him Napier no thank you none of those names excite me at all no absolutely not and this might be the denial phase of grief and that's fine but absolutely not I have a name I have a name that I what's the name happen. I want to
3: I want to hear the name
4: All right, well, it's going to be a whole thing, so just prepare yourself. Dabo's weaning. No chance. Uh,
3: He's not good enough. He's Well, he he might take it. I'm not a Dabo guy. And I think Ethan and I almost got into this via Twitter. I'm not a Venables guy either um, who was under Dabo for so long and is now at Oklahoma. I mean, I think they do good work. But I think they had something special. Got a pretty special player in Mr. Massage, Deshaun Watson. And then another one in Trevor Lawrence. Sons Massage. But I don't think that... I don't there think was that one was...
4: before Deshaun, too. And he went to the NFL. He played for the Bills. I can't remember yeah. his name. Help but me. the
3: bottom line is, I don't think that... I don't think Dabo. I, I think you could do better. I think Alabama could do better than Dabo.
4: You want you think Bill O'Brien is better than Dabo Sweeney?
0: I think he's Um, a better image
2: than Dabo Sweeney. I mean, oh, you go go from you go from Nick Saban, who does not like NIL, to but pretty at least semi privately does not like NIL, and then you go to Dabo Sweeney, who very openly uh says what he believes. I don't think that'll work at Alabama, just me personally.
3: here are Chris Landry's thoughts of LandryFootball.com. He's been a scout for Saban. He's been a coach for Bill Belichick. And be sure and subscribe and like, and you can get all of this content on YouTube and get notifications when we post it early. But here's Chris Landry of Landry Football talking about a potential Saban retirement upcoming. As we do look at recruiting. Okay. So I hear this rumor about this time every single year, but I do hear it from somebody that I think is a little bit more tied in with the business world and, you would probably have a much better idea, and you'll know before I will. But the rumor was that Nick Saban could be uh, close to hanging it up as planning on retiring after this year. Let me just get your thoughts. Do you think there's anything to that, A, and B? How will he leave when he leaves?
5: I, I think it's fair to say that he's – you know definitely on the back nine of his career clearly but deep into the back nine so he's on a, he's he can see the clubhouse i don't know when that's going to be um, look like could i create a scenario with this team which by the way looks like a great alabama team win it again all again and walk out on top yeah i could see that it's not really how nick operates um I've always – and, again, people always say, when is he – I think he's going to do it as long as he feels good and as long as he feels like he can compete. Now, I, people have said because of the recent dust-ups that he doesn't like the way college football's had it. And it's get it, if that gets to a point where maybe certain things are not addressed, could that spur him to leave soon? I mean, perhaps. It's possible. I don't have the answer when he's going to go. I mean, if he doesn't know when he's going to retire, I, and, and Terry doesn't, I, I sure as heck don't know. I'm, I can just guess, but people have always said, and people always ask me, and like, well, what was you? I can't remember the exact year, but I think about three, four years from now, they play at West Virginia. I've always said, you know, he goes back home to West Virginia, play against West Virginia. That might be, you know, he might, it might be his late, only because that kind of fits into the time where I think he'd be 78 or something or 76. I have no idea when he's going to retire. And I think everybody's just guessing. And if you keep guessing, you're going to be right.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm not guessing. I'm predicting. I, th- I think, I've, I don't think he, given the two scenarios, I'll ask you guys wait for West Virginia in three years, go back home, win a game there, woo! beat the Mountaineers, um, or win a national championship right off into the sunset after this year, which he very well may do. I think we would all agree that he's got the odds on favor to win it all. Amanda's thinking hard, so I therefore, yes, I think you are.
4: I, well, you can think that. I'm
3: not. All right. So ultimately, if you're the AD, at Alabama, what kind of guy do you want? We talked about Cristobal and all those guys. What's do you want? Don't even mention names. Give me the type of guy. Do you want older, proven? Do you want younger? Maybe um, ahead of the curve, ahead of a trend. Um, you know wh- what? What do you want as a coach? Because you're not going to get another Nick Saban. We all know that.
4: Obviously, I want someone who's proven i know that okay. whole like oh we could get um you know somebody that's trying to reinvent the game and and all that but as we're starting to see that's not really sustainable i mean it's not you know people like i don't know lincoln riley gus Mal- Gus and, on okay gus miles on i don't even that's a that's a cuss word in my home so we don't use that name um, but it's not really a sustainable reinventing the game all the time. It's not really sustainable. Um, so I would rather have somebody that's proven that can, uh, adapt to the changes, but not necessarily push the changes. Does that make sense?
3: It does. You know, those proven guys are going to be tough to find. Um, Ethan. That's why I said
4: me- Davos Mooney.
3: I don't know that he's, pr- I don't I don't know I think they got like I said, I think they got lucky in recruiting. I think Venables is a good defensive coordinator. I question him as the head coach. I d I don't know. Yeah, you know, Texas had to go the Sarkeesian route, and let's remember that Sarkeesian has not proven whatsoever that they just won was it four, five, four games in Texas last year, tough to do. Um I I don't I don't know the perfect answer to this question. I'll be quick to admit my ignorance. I don't well, know, you
4: I don't also know. you have to look at all of um, Saban's, you know, former assistant coaches. I mean, there are a lot of them in the SEC.
3: I would hire Kiffin. I would hire well Jimbo. I would hire Mel Tucker. Kirby Smart. I would hire if if money was not an issue, which it shouldn't be at Alabama, and he's willing to come. I would hire Mel Tucker tomorrow if Nick Saban got hit by a bus.
4: Okay, don't put that evil
3: on me. Okay, that, I mean, but you always have a bus list. Athletic directors have told me that. You That's always terrible. have a bus list. If somebody gets hit by a bus, I got a bus list for you guys. <laughs> but you're... Thank
4: you. No, <laughs> no, no he's but replacing no, me.
3: No, if something happens to you. No, but, no, I don't have a bus list for you guys. But athletic directors do have a bus list. So, I, I, he's number one on my bus list. talk. Attainable. I think you can get him. I know he just signed the long contract, but Ethan, what do you think of Melto?
2: I mean, it's it's a good idea. I, I kind of want to go back to the, the earlier question on, on what type of, of coach you get. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go against Amanda. I think you get a new guy just because people are going to keep comparing any guy you get to Nick Saban. And if you get a new guy, they can't really do that. (laughs) It's like they know he's he's a younger dude. He's going to have a different ideology. If you get a guy that comes in and tries to be Nick Saban, it's going to fail. And in my opinion, there's no one out there right now. Maybe Mel Tucker. I don't know. We could could throw names out there all day long. There's no one out there that I see as a great fit for Alabama. Uh, Not not really. I mean, if you want to keep expanding the – what Alabama is, I feel like you get a young guy, you say, Hey, try your best to keep up with what Saban did. Don't try and be him. Uh, Let's reinvent things a little bit because everything has to change at one point. I feel like for, for people to keep interested, people to uh, keep thinking your brand is good, I guess. And so I I think, I think change is is probably due. Maybe, maybe not a lot of Alabama fans would think that, but I, I think it would be a good idea for them. I really do.
4: I think he cracks under pressure.
2: I mean so maybe new? you could you could say that about anybody. Everybody trying to fall in the footsteps of Nick Saban is going to crack under pressure. Everybody. I mean it's, ch- we're talking about the, a either the or like second or third greatest college coach of all time. Probably the
3: the chances of that yeah, person they. failing
2: are greater than succeeding. Yeah. Well, I'll
3: tell you that.
6: Well, yeah, no, I mean
3: yeah. I mean because you're the, you want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaces the guy. You don't want to be the guy that replaces the guy. So, the guy that replaces the guy is going to be held to such a enormous amount of expectations that he's not going to meet them. I mean, they're going to expect they're going to expect two championships in five seasons.
4: We I don't are not going think
3: to get so. that. Oh yes, there I will be. I absolutely, no, there will be a so. time
4: yes. of mourning. I guarantee you, there will be a time of mourning after Nick Saban. Leaves Alabama. No one's going to expect anybody to do what he's done. I
2: mean, Alabama will go seven, no win seven games, and they'll explode. I I'm guarantee just, it. They have no what they yeah. they don't know anything other than winning wow. nine ten games a year. There's there's people that have grown up in Alabama's system. I feel like that
4: but, to that. Yeah. That's going to be a problem.
3: I feel like there's a lot of Alabama fans that I bump into that don't know who the coach was before Nick Saban. So I many. think. Well, I'm not saying that's that's anybody in particular, but I just get that feeling. There's a lot of people that kind of jumped on this recent run of success, especially with Tennessee struggling. And I think those people will be like, you've got to win a couple of championships for mad. I'm, I'm with Ethan on that.
4: Just, uh, they'll just jump ship to, to another team and good. Bye. Like that's called a bandwagon fan. I hate those. I hate those like more than I hate – rival fans like at least if you're a rival fan I can respect you but the bandwagoners that jump on the Alabama train because all you know we've been good for since Saban got here I hate those where were you during Mike DeBose era where were you during Mike Shula where were you when Dennis Frantoni left us in the middle of the night and then called from Texas A&M to tell us that he was no longer our coach where were all of you then you weren't here bye bye bye-bye
3: well i do know um it was the uh, oh gosh the coach escapes me i do know where he was when his career came to an end he was in the bed with a uh exotic dancer uh before golf mike tournament. Price. yeah i forgot about mike price mike, mike price. price the prices are always good at basi Lawn and garden Basilana garden has zero oh percent apr from to forty eight months that's and impressive.
1: three point
3: nine nine percent financing TJ. for sixty months. Love Bassie Lawn and Garden man alive, it's worth the drive. If there is change in Alabama's football program, remember that change can be good, like the drive to Bassey yeah. Lawn and Garden man alive, it's worth the drive. Toro, count on it.
4: Taj Boy was the Clemson quarterback before Kaj Oh yeah, Lawn they
3: did Kajboy. have Taj Boy. Yeah that's that, yeah. that 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 was the guy who Lane Kiffin ran off.
1: He was committed to Tennessee to go way back
3: in time. Um, I think it was... Was it Lane or was it... You might have to do some research during... No, Tosh
4: Boyd was 2010, so it couldn't have been Lane. Unless he was recruiting him.
3: So he signed in 2010?
4: Well, he played at Clemson from 2010 to 2000. So he
3: he would have signed in February of 2010 then. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure... That would have been around uh, Lane. Lane was 2009. I'm pretty sure yeah. Lane didn't show him the love. I'm about 85 to 90% certain on that um, yeah. because he wanted a pro stock quarterback. Pretty pre, pretty sure. Um, but yeah. maybe Whatever. there's always a chance that Butch blew it at the end. I mean, and the way things ended just with players leaving in the Absolutely. Like and subscribe to YouTube. But. We would certainly appreciate it. You'll get a sneak peek on content in just a moment. Tennessee's athletic department best in the SEC. We discuss what that means and this day in sports history. So a bit from Josh Ward coming up next
0: on off the Sports.
3: righty, this day in sports history, we remind you to please subscribe and like on YouTube <clears throat> so that you can see pardon me, sneak peeks of content that we have planned a lot post early in the week. So somebody didn't and like
4: and TikTok.
3: You. And the TikTok. And the TikTok. do TikTok. So, yeah. Subscribe and like Amanda. She does a great job. The um like yeah, they like you. So um I would I would I would say this too you're going to love Chris Landry and the insight he gives you into the football world. So we're geared up. I know next week's a holiday weekend. Have a happy fourth. Be safe out there. We don't need any JPP instances, um, but that always happens. and I'm still confused <laughs> as to why that happens. Uh, the dumbest thing you've ever done with fireworks.
2: Anybody? Ooh, uh, not I've me per se couple. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <I> mean, like, <laughs> um, Amanda go ahead
4: <laughs> I uh, it wasn't me but it was someone that I used to um, affiliate with <laughs> I was trying to set off one of those big ones in the middle of the mortars like, no not that but like one of those that skews like
3: oh, a
2: bunch okay.
4: of them so he didn't put, like, anything to keep it in place. Because, you know, if something goes boom, obviously it's going to move. He didn't put anything to keep it in place. It fell over on its side. I'm watching it. It shoots the house across the street. Then it turns full circle. And it comes at, like, us. It was three of us sitting there. And it it starts shooting fireworks at us. And I would try to run inside, and, like, it's a green light just flashes next to us. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's a cadaver. I'm dying. I'm dying. Harry Potter.
3: <laughs> like, we, it
4: was hilarious. I laughed
3: we, we used to hold Roman candles. And I look back at this. This is so stupid. We used to hold R- Roman candles at, and shoot them at each other. But my favorite July of the 4th story, it's one of those weird days where, like, the 4th was during the middle of the week. And for mm-hmm. some reason, I had to work the fourth i was in my early 20s and i had the fifth off so or the sixth but it, for whatever reason i was for whatever reason i'm trying to remember i was shooting fireworks maybe i just had the leftovers but I was shooting fireworks off on the fifth when everybody's supposed to be done and i was out in the middle of nowhere and i got those big mortars about the size of a softball and i tried to load three in at the same time you're only supposed to do one at a time
4: how and are you I, alive
3: yeah, that's... yeah, it's pretty interesting. So I uh, load three of those suckers in there, and it's about three feet tall, four feet tall. And I, and I light it, and, man, it just explodes. And the whole thing, and then one goes off after the other. But the best part about that story is not the explosion. The best part is I lived in the middle of nowhere. I'm talking about nowhere. And you can hear a guy from over the holler, not a NASCAR holler, but a holler as in I live in a holler, call me a name that starts with a and ends with e screaming as loud as he could <laughs> it, it was, you could hear it like in the back him. you could hear it in the background because he had to go to work the next day you hear it in the background <laughs> I'm like oh he's talking about me uh, there's not day, enough
4: craft treats in the world to calm that to calm any dog down around no. you fireworks
3: this Day in Sports History is brought to you, and it's a good one, is brought to you by Zul Beer Company. So uh, what do we what do you got? I know you guys both were scrounging up for this day in sports history, but it's brought to you by Zul Beer Company. I'll tell you about them first. Great panoramic views. Fantastic place to sit back and uh, watch the games. We're going to have some Friday events there. And they've got uh, award-winning beer, Zul Beer Company, XU all right guys so
4: and we have ice cream
3: oh and they've got yes they do have I almost forgot thank you for setting me straight they do have the it's like ice cream beer right
4: yeah it's alcoholic ice cream it's five percent and right now it is um our tangerine mafioso which is like a dream sickle and it is insanely good you can't get it to go people are always asking can I take this with me I'm like no you cannot um, but you can enjoy it there, and it is wonderful. Like it is so good, especially when it's hot. Hmm,
3: that's interesting. They're like beer edibles. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they and, and it's lactose free, which is super cool.
4: Yes, there's yeah. no lactose in it, but it's still creamy, which is insane.
3: Yes. So this day in sports history, uh, Ethan, what do you got? Um, I got a couple I can throw at you real quick, and I think this one's timely. This day
2: in sports history, um, LeBron. And now- you took mine. That's what exactly. I was going to say. Yeah. You, you take it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go I'll, I'll, I know you have another one. So, I'll, I mean, everyone should know what it is at this point. I feel like it is pretty recent. 2018, LeBron signs with the Lakers, uh, pretty heavily changing the landscape of uh, the NBA in the process.
3: Well, and the thing I'm hearing from the ESPN cats this morning is that. Kyrie Irving wants to get back to the Lakers. And the Durant thing was very interesting. He waited for Irving <laughs> to sign, and then Durant said he wants out. So Irving was signing to play. Durant's like the biggest insecure jerk in the world. I'm There's so of,
4: many divas in the NBA. I'm sick
2: I'm of so Kevin Durant. <laughs> I am too. I, I, I love thinking, him. He's he's was, amazing. He, content machine, but I'm sick of him.
1: <laughs> I was thinking
3: this morning how I'm ready to watch him retire i was just yeah. thinking that this morning. we we went to see a game where he played the hawks in december and i swear man he you talk about dogging it he dogged it for 95 percent of that game and the end played defense on trey young and the game was over i was like why didn't you just do that the whole time we could have left early mm-hmm. I mean, once he decided to d up and score ball game that was, it was like the it, in five minutes it went from like a two point lead to like a twelve point lead. All right, so we had something else too. What other day in sports history, Amanda? I know you've got some. And the sigh means you want to talk. I assume.
4: No, the sigh means I hate LeBron James and I don't I do like him. I don't like Kyrie and Irving either. LeBron I don't
3: like Kevin Durant. Um, I, I, Just I a like bunch rooting.
4: Divas. <laughs>
3: I'll take my Tatum's and Browns of the world in bunches with my Celtic shorts on.
4: Yes, so, I'm sure you will. Uh,
3: uh, and we had another one too, this day in sports history. Well oh yes, the um the Derek Jeter jumping into the third base side of the and he scars up his face and yeah. beats up his he's all bloody. And it yeah. was an incredible out. Him. That was this day in in sports history as well. Um, And this is
4: the day that uh, Mike Tyson and Vander Holyfield, this is the day that they came down on, uh, the Nevada Athletic Commission came down on Mike Tyson for biting Holyfield's ear in 1997. It was on June 28th is when he did it, that whole ear biting thing.
5: Yeah, I went
4: went
3: back and watched a clip of that it was because I saw it was on that day in sports history a couple of days ago. And I went back and watched a clip of that. And the referee had no idea that he bit him the first time. So he just put them back together. So he bit him again. And so again, the referee was on the other side, so he didn't see it. And then, so he looks at the air and he's like, there's a chunk of missing and it's on the mat, of the ring, which is so bizarre. And he's like, "It's kind of like is- an I don't know what happened. Don't do it again." <laughs> and puts them together again, and then he goes for the other ear. That and is so it's nasty.
4: Just,
3: it's gross and weird in so many different ways, but it falls perfectly under the category of what Mike Tyson would do. So, like anything crazy and insane, you can say that sounds like a Tyson. So, like if you go drive 180 miles an hour on the interstate this afternoon. You pull the Tyson. Don't do Don't it.
4: Don't do it. Don't do it.
3: Tennessee's athletic department won the All Sports Trophy, and here is uh, Josh Ward uh, visiting with us. And you can check this out on YouTube. Be sure and subscribe and like. Uh, Josh Ward talking about uh, the athletic department of Tennessee, where they fit in the grand scheme of things. On both sides, do we agree that Tennessee has one of the top? four or five athletic departments in the SEC, even
1: with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma? Uh, maybe. I think it's a toss-up with a few of those. And, again, when, when you have this conversation, it means you're trading the people that you're currently pulling for. And and fans don't want to do that. Like, you don't want to trade Tony Vitello. Don't do that. I, I <laughs> no, would, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and Rick Barnes, I think, has been great for Tennessee. People want to see more postseason success and should. He does, too. But uh, you should love Rick Barnes and love Josh Heupel with what he's doing. I said uh, on the radio this week, by the way, tell me if I'm wrong, but f- football coaches, that is a stressful, grinding job, and you, you have to be made a certain way. But I think since Philip Former, Josh Heupel has been the most relatable coach that Tennessee's had. Maybe you could say, it's not the highest bar, Josh, but I, that's the sport. So, you know, he's relatable. He has an offense that fans are going to like. But, uh, yeah, I think with Danny White – so, David, it's also this. Danny White is, I think, a, a really good athletic director – I think he's hired really good people. I think that athletic department has uh, a strong staff. Some people that you've heard of, some people that you haven't heard of. Their creative team is really good. They're in in really good shape, and things can always change. That's that's the world of college athletics. Consider that we both kind of dismissed Florida as somebody that you trade places with. That would be difficult to say previously, but right now I think Tennessee fans should like the leadership, the structure, and the direction of Tennessee Athletics. But
3: Amanda calls it a consolation prize when in the all
4: it is. Okay. I don't, care, I don't care what anyone says, it's a consolation prize.
3: There are no consolation prizes at Owls Nest Barbecue. They have all the rubs, they have the pellets, the wood pellets, the wood chips that you need at Owls Nest Barbecue, and right next door. A great place to get your car worked on at Steve Ray's Midnight Oil. So guys, big plans for the July the fourth weekend. Do we have any big plans? Don't. I, I'll be honest up. with you. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. And and I, I do want to take a moment. Um, we're, we're now officially in a month two of this venture and hit a significant milestone yesterday. I'm incredibly proud of 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 what we've been able to do and you guys, and I'm just completely, totally excited about the future moving forward and the growth of this. So I want to thank you guys. Don't blow your fingers off JPP style over the weekend. But I'll be honest with you. I've been so busy over the past three weeks that I didn't realize that we were coming up on July the 4th. And I'm going to go spend way too much money at a firework store with my son here in just about the next two hours. That is my plan. I'm not even concerned necessarily with how they blow up. The cool thing is just going there and saying, get what you want that is those are one of my favorite holiday moments and it's like let's get this and that and this and that so i'll probably take them both and then um my favorite july 4th memory is when my daughter was like eight years old and i'd show her how to light something and i'd say now run and she would run and there was this divot in the yard and she would trip and fall right next to the fireworks every time so
4: that but is that like, a good memory.
3: No, no. Good <laughs> stuff. It was cute and she didn't get hurt, so no.
4: Oh my gosh. No, I have plans. <laughs> my plans are to stay at home and actually rest for a day. But also I don't like fireworks. I don't like them. Oh I Actually don't like what they do to my dog. So I'm gonna like load her up on craft like those craft yeah, treats craft i'm not gonna lie yeah she i gave her i've given her a couple and i mean it calms her down immediately like she's just like meh and i'm like okay cool well july 4th when all these little heathens over here are blowing up fireworks so i'm gonna give you some of these so you can just chill so you'll be like
3: something. you'll be like i hates fireworks you'll be like mainlining mm-hmm. um isn't that what they when they inject drugs in your vein or something I uh, just mainline chill pills I've never, for Crabtree.
4: I've never mainlined anything, so I have no <laughs> idea what that's called.
3: <laughs> have a great holiday weekend, everyone, for Amanda and Ethan. I'm Dave Hooker. Over the weekend, we will have uh, content, and we have Francis Mauigoa making his decision on the 4th, and then Weathersby... Uh, on a Friday night, so we'll have reaction to that.
2: So, uh, and oh, Ethan, Ethan, just want to jump in. Jeremiah Cobb also today, heavy Auburn lean. Um, might oh, already okay. be out by the time you listen to this, but I w- it really wasn't even worth talking about because I think he's a very heavy Auburn lean. But he is a Let's Tennessee. let try to get him away has, from that. Has them in his uh, top three. He will be announcing today as well.
4: Cool. Oh, good Auburn. Good stuff.
3: Today is in Friday, depending on when you're listening. I'm getting used to this whole nonlinear thing Correct. as well. <laughs> Friday, July 1st. <laughs> I mean, to yes. me, it's totally bizarre. Okay, so have a fantastic uh, weekend, everyone, and we will uh, talk to you
5: after Independence Day. This has been a presentation of Off the Sports.